Lock and Load. This is GeorgiaCarry.org Radio with Georgia Carry's Executive Director, Jerry Henry. GeorgiaCarry.org is Georgia's no-compromise voice for gun owners. The leader in the fight to reclaim and expand our Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms. Here's your host, Executive Director of GeorgiaCarry.org, Jerry Henry. Welcome to GeorgiaCarry.org Radio Hour here on this beautiful Saturday morning downtown Atlanta, Georgia. Seems to me that most mornings are beautiful in downtown Georgia, although or downtown Atlanta, although I like uh, the country a little bit better. I, uh, I like a little more room to breathe. Uh, people get upset with you shooting guns down here downtown, but they don't say too much out in the country. Uh, today, my special guest is uh, a fellow that's been with Georgia Carey now for several years. I'm going to let him tell you how long it's been. Uh, Buddy Simpson, who is uh, the Cobb County Recruiting Coordinator and uh, also a chapter leader of Cobb County, uh, GeorgiaCarry.org. Uh, well, that's North Atlanta. North Atlanta chapter. North Atlanta chapter, which is in basically in Cobb County. He and uh, Don Towers, one of our previous guests, have been there. And we're going to talk to him a little bit today about uh, who he is, where he came from, how he got here, and how he got mixed up with a bunch of guys like uh, us uh, gun nuts here at GeorgiaCarry.org. So welcome, buddy. Thanks, Jerry. It's good to be here. It's good to finally get to be on Georgia Carry Radio <laughs> since I had to back out on you before. Well, that's uh, that's fine. It, you know, all you have to do is ask. I'm easy to get along with. <laughs> We're normally always looking for good guests and, and people who have a, an interesting story. And I know that you have one that we want to get into later. Uh, I, I know I put on the, web, or on the website that uh, had an interesting story about uh, how you got the email address <laughs> that you have. So we're going to talk about that in a few minutes. But um, you're from Cobb County. Are you living in Cobb County? Where are you from? I was actually born in Greenville, Mississippi, okay. back way back in 1967. Yeah. <laughs> and I was moved, already I was already in the Navy at that time. But go ahead. <laughs> moved to Atlanta area into Cobb County, Marietta, when I was nine. Mm. Uh, ended up going to Sprayberry High School, graduating there. But I can remember when I was young. Um, Got introduced to firearms around five years old, mm-hmm. which was kind of cool. Yeah. My granddad, my dad took me out shooting old uh, 410 shotguns. My granddad's, it was mm-hmm. pretty cool. Yeah. My first, I think first thing I shot was a a, a stub-nosed twenty two pistol that, that you, if you hit anything, uh, it was unfortunate because <laughs> you, they weren't, you weren't aiming at it. And, and one of the funny stories I tell, I remember quite well, there was my grandfather, my uncle, my two brothers, my dad, and myself. And it was like a little nine-shot, uh, 22 shorts, what it was, because this was way back, because I wasn't about five or six years old, seven, something like that. And so we had some had a canner that was set up at the at the garbage, or at the dump, where we used to go shoot. Everybody used to, in Texas at least, used to go to the, to the dump and shoot, because there was always good targets out there. You didn't have to go looking for them. You didn't have to worry about hitting anything and hurting anything. And if somebody came up and dumped something, you just stopped and waited till they left, and you might have another target. Who knows, you know? <laughs> so at any rate, my uh, my grand my uncle, I think it was, was going to show him how to to shoot that that pistol, and he shot and missed the can. And my granddad said, "Well, let me show you how to do that." Well, it went on down the line. Nobody hit it and got to me. I said, "Well, let me show you how to do it." And boom, I hit it. 
And everybody said, that was nothing but an accident. They put nine more shots in there and said, hit that can again, and I still haven't hit that can again. So it was, it was you know, with a, with a twenty-two short, which didn't have much, plus a short uh, short barrel. And, you know, there's no telling which way that bullet was coming when it, or was going when it came out, whether it was flipping over or around or, or what. But at any rate, it was uh, – it was something I'll never forget, and, and I learned one lesson. If you do something, don't do it again. Don't try to repeat. Just say, no, <laughs> I, you hit it, and then we'll talk about it. You know? <laughs> I've done my part. Now it's your turn. <laughs> That's right. That was one of my first lessons, to, to learn to keep my mouth shut and quit bragging. So uh, it, it was a lot of fun. And, and uh just you know some of those childhood memories but that's that's when i introduced my grandson to shooting he uh he was about five or six i think he was six and he wanted to to shoot so i went down and bought him a bb gun and then of course it wasn't but about three days later he wanted something that went boom he wanted something a whole lot better so i told him if he would that he had to learn the, the rules the safety rules you know about where you point the gun keep your finger off the trigger keep the safety on uh, that sort of thing and uh, I mean it was no time until we'd go shooting and he was all over me about safety you know I had a uh, I've got a a little Mossberg uh, plinker and um, when you it's got a clip and when you empty that clip you can't put the safety back on until you get the clip back in and so <laughs> I, uh, when it's empty, you can't put the safety on at any rate. And he drove me nuts over there. I kept telling him, you can't do it, you know. It doesn't matter. Well, I just want you to know it's off. Okay. So, <laughs> so I wound up, uh, when he was, uh, about, I think he had just turned seven. I bought him a 410, a little single shot. And, uh, man, I, I'll never forget that, that first time he shot that 410, his eyes got as big around as Coke bottles and he was, he was hooked at that point in time. So, and he's a pretty good shot. Yeah, my first one was a Model 42 Winchester. That was my granddad's, mm-hmm. and I've I've got that gun today. Really? Yeah, it's pretty pretty good old gun. Still shot it recently. Probably needs to go to a gunsmith and get a little bit of tweaking done, but yeah. it's still fun to shoot. Well, it, it's it's a historical. It, it's what it means to you, not oh. what it means to anybody else. Oh, or absolutely, else. absolutely. So, so you uh, started shooting early. Uh, was that here in Cobb? No, let's see. I forgot how old you were when you moved to Cobb. Nine. Okay, so it was, that was back in Mississippi. Right. Okay. And, uh, then my mom's dad, for my seventh birthday, gave me a little single-shot 410. Must be a thing granddads do mm-hmm. for the grandson. <laughs> but he gave me a single-shot 410, unknown, <clears throat> excuse me, unbeknownst to my parents, who back then, you know, it really wasn't that big a deal. Yeah. So. But I kept that thing for years and years, and I think my brother finally destroyed it when he was about seventeen. Yeah, when you, we, my, uh, I have uh, done a little bit of playing around with gunsmithing in, in the past, and and I, uh, I checkered. I have a, a an old uh, British three hundred three that I sporterized back in the sixties, and I checkered the stock on it, and and actually I just started it back in the sixties, and. I didn't finish it until about probably 10, 10, 11 years ago. I was sitting around one day, and I thought, well, why didn't I ever finish that? Well, I, I lost my checkering tools in the door, so I had to go buy some more te- checkering tools. And so I went ahead and checkered it, and that impressed my grandson. So when I got his little shotgun, he wanted me to checker it for him. So he's got probably the only $100 shotgun with hand checkering on it <laughs> in the country. And uh, 
Then uh, I went and bought me a, a single-shot 12-gauge, same model as his, and he wanted me to, to check her that so they'd look alike. I said, well, okay, we'll see what we can do. So we have, uh, we have two cheap shotguns that are hand checkered that's cool <laughs> that's cool so we, we just, you know just have fun and and uh that, that's what this is all about and that's what uh, that's what the program is about but i'm talking more than you are we need to learn a little bit more about you well what do you want to know well uh-huh. you you moved to georgia you you graduated from high school here um you're married you have one daughter yep and uh she's a cutie too by the way in case you want <laughs> you don't know that <clears throat> and i think you do but uh, and then uh, how did you get involved with Georgia Carey? Well, it's funny you mentioned my daughter. Uh, my wife went through kind of a rough pregnancy on that, was on bed rest for a long period of time. Been there, done that. And at the time, I was self-employed, so I was able to take some time, be home with her, you know, a lot. During that time, she was on bed rest. Mm-hmm. Well, at one of the times she was napping or something, I got on the Internet and found this website called Georgia Packing. Mm-hmm. And Georgia Packing led me to everybody talking about a lot of people on their uh, guys named Malum Prohibitum, or however you pronounce it. And, Malum you know, Prohibitum. Prohibitum. Yeah. And, you know, some guy named Country Gun and, you know, some other yeah. uh, old guys on there been there for a while, got talking about this organization called GCO. And I was like, what is this? Yeah. And then uh, it was just that past summer where HB 89 had passed and been signed by the governor. Mm-hmm. Which I had made numerous phone calls to Governor Purdue's office trying to get him to sign that bill because it meant a lot to me. And you know why we'll go into that later. Sure. But uh, it was funny because as we were looking, as I was researching Georgia Carey, I'm like, I need to, you know, for $15, I need to join this organization. And it just so happened that that December after my wife, she'd gotten off bed rest. It was a couple of days after Christmas. And I'll never forget the day. It was December 27th. We went to a gun show at the Cobb Civic Center, mm-hmm. and I met a guy named Tim Parker who oh, yeah. was working at a recruiting table. Yeah. And I walked in the door, saw Georgia Carey. I said, where do I sign up? And Tim filled everything out, got it done, and said, here, just sign here, and gave him the cash. And, uh, came uh, to Georgia. and the reason I remember that day is my daughter was born the next day, oh, so. Yeah. That's how I remember the day I joined yeah, Georgia Carey. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I don't know whether he told you or not at that time, but that was also Goober Tim that signed you up. Yeah. You were talking about uh, the Georgia packing guys. Uh, yeah. Tim, uh, and of course Tim went on to, uh, he's there now our treasurer and a member of the board of directors. And uh, and we've, we've that's happened with a lot of guys, that they've started off just just being there, and then all of a sudden they they see that we need uh, have a need, and we fill the need. And then that same gun show that you signed up at, you later became the gun show coordinator and uh, and the recruiting coordinator for the whole area. Yeah, I mean that was kind of interesting. I uh, I guess it was about three months. <clears throat> excuse me, about three months later, I got to working gun shows with coordinator at the time and met some interesting people mm-hmm. mark gilbert dan mm-hmm. agramani some of the guys who'd been doing it longer than i had and after a couple of years the coordinator was ready to step down mm-hmm. it was a female coordinator at right. time. she was well wanting to step down and i think tim parker was our statewide coordinator at the time 
and uh, probably and, was. I'm not sure. Tim followed me, so I'm not sure. And I'm not sure. Uh, well, depending on the year, I think I started in uh, in. Uh, uh, I think I started in 2010. We uh, have to stop here for a little uh, break. Uh, we, uh, I want to remind you to go to georgiacarry.org, sign up. It's $20 a year, best $20 you'll ever spend. You can also get the commercial-free podcast of this show at Newstalk1160.com, and we'll be right back. And now, back to GeorgiaCarry.org radio with GeorgiaCarry.org's executive director, Jerry Henry. Welcome back to GeorgiaCarry.org. Uh, we were talking before the break about how uh, you got involved with uh, with Georgia Carry, became a cr- recruiting coordinator, and how much uh, apparently our good buddy Tim Parker had to do with uh, with you being the coordinator. And, and I, I believe at that time, I was like I said. I was thinking back. Um, I became the executive director, I believe, in two thousand nine, and he, Tim, replaced me as statewide recruiter, a recruiter at that time, uh, recruiting coordinator. So, uh, yeah, it's it. Boy, it has been a while then. Yeah, but I remember Tim and the coordinator at the time uh, came to me and she had said she was willing to step down and said, hey, we think you and so-and-so would be good fit mm-hmm. to take over here in Cobb. You know, it's a big area. Um, it generally take probably take two people. So mm-hmm. I was like, sure, let's go. And that was somewhere early 2011, mm-hmm. and I jumped on it and uh, with another Georgia Carey member at the time who we coordinated together, and he since had to, after a year or so, had to, back out so i've come to mm-hmm. doing it on my own with a lot of great volunteers i yeah. i've been so blessed and cobb well with th- the volunteers yeah. i've had well georgia Carey has been i mean we've got some terrific yeah. volunteers and and um I, our biggest com, our biggest concern about the volunteers is we don't want them to burn themselves out because it it's it does get to be uh, it does get to be quite a task. It, however, now it's not as as uh, tough, I don't believe, as it used to be because we used to have gun shows every weekend. I mean, we didn't go any time hardly without having a gun show. Those have slowed down considerably. And in some of the gun shows that we used to go to, we no longer go to because they, they're for various reasons. Uh, some of them have, uh, have not been as, as productive in the past as they were. But the gun shows are kind of funny in that, that we've said, we probably said 10 years ago that the gun shows, we've, we've, they've run their, their garment. We can't do any more with them. And then the next thing you know, Cobb County signs up 100 and something members the next week. So we said, well, we were wrong on that one. And then, it, you know, it just rocks back and forth and moves on. It, it, it's very interesting to watch and see what's happened, not only with Georgia Carey, but with our volunteers and with, with areas that have done real well and some that that haven't done well some some just don't do well it doesn't matter who you put in there and that's so true i've seen it over the last six or seven years just so many volunteers come in they'll they'll do stuff and like you said we're worried about burning them out but i've been so blessed in cob where i've had a core group of about eight or nine who Mm -hmm. have been with me almost from day one 
and a couple others who have come in in the last three or four years mm-hmm. that are there all the time. Yeah. And I can't, you know, that's where I've been blessed yeah. beyond belief for getting where some of the well, other coordinators haven't. Well, uh, sometimes it's also, uh, that's a two-way street. If they don't like being around you, they won't be around you. So mm-hmm. uh, that tells me that you've done a pretty good job as well in, in keeping those people interested and keeping them happy with what you're doing and and not trying to overwork them and, and make them feel like like we're trying to use them and abuse them, which we, we're obviously not. We we like volunteers because they're the lifeline of our, our uh, organization. But uh, sometimes some people seem to want to push people further than what they need to be pushed. And you got it's a give-and-take thing. I mean, they're volunteering for us. we got to help them as well as them helping us. But... Um, um, we've also, uh, starting with, uh, SB 308, when it did away with the public gathering, we've been able to go to places other than gun shows. Prior to SB 308 in 2010, we could not go anywhere, uh, any of the festivals because that was considered a public gathering or could be considered a public gathering. We didn't know. And now, uh, we can go to all the festivals, and we make an awful lot of festivals, and, and that's where we get most of our sign-ups now are from festivals that, in various locations. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, one we did up in Kennesaw earlier this year and or earlier this spring and in Smyrna and other mm-hmm. places in Cobb that, you know, myself and my cohort Don Towers have set up, and, you know, we've – those kind of things are what we need to help Georgia Carey grow. Mm-hmm. Um, now, uh, let's see. So you came to GeorgiaCarey.org. You immediately became a well. You were already a nut, gun nut when you got there. So we didn't. Yeah, that we didn't. We didn't do anything to to lower new. your character or standing <laughs> in the community. <laughs> no, probably raised it actually. <laughs> we. Uh, uh, well, I can tell you that, that we certainly appreciate all the work you've done. Uh, in fact, I believe you were the first uh, recipient of the Executive Director's Award, if I'm not mistaken. I was, and still have a knife encased in a plaque at home <laughs> that uh, my wife encased it for me one year. So really? That was, yeah, that was a Christmas gift. So. Oh, well, that's good. That's good. I I, uh, I think I remember that you were a little bit surprised when you when you received it. Uh, for one thing, nobody knew there was one. We just, uh, I, I just decided I was going to do something that year, and I've I've done something every year after that. I I, I try not to. Um, as I said when we started, it's not something that I want to do every year. Particularly, if we have somebody that's deserving every year, then we'll do it. You know, if we have two that are deserving, we'll do it. But I don't want to, I don't want to cheapen it by just going around looking for people to give it to. It's people who do it like you, outstanding work. Don Towers uh, was a recipient. Um, uh, I'm going to get in trouble now because I can't remember. Oh, Jeff Anderson. Andy McClure. And Andy McClure. I think those are the four uh, that we've gotten. I don't think we've done but four. All right. And uh, so, you know, all those guys really contributed to the to the uh, organization in more ways than just one it, it's it's not just uh well i did this and i did that it's this guy was busy working for us all year long and and it's something that we all appreciate um so uh tell me a little bit about your background you uh you grew up here you got out of school went 
went to work. Um, instead of being real smart and going to get a college degree, I went straight to work and found myself in the landscaping with several fairly large companies in the Atlanta area. One of them I spent about a decade with. And 2001, went into business for myself. Uh, did that for about 15 years, enjoyed it. Sold the business about 15 months ago, um, looking for other challenges and things after 30 years in the landscape industry. It was just time for me to move on and do something yeah. else. So yeah. now the money's not as good, but I'm selling firearms and there's never, you know, getting to play with guns every day and yeah. talk to people about guns. I mean, you can't complain too much. Yeah. Well, one of the things you find when you get to start getting a little bit older is that uh, money doesn't mean everything. You know, you can I, – I, I cut a, took a big cut in pay uh, back uh, in the 80s because I looked up in my uh, my daughter, who was, you know, knee-high to a grasshopper, was looking me in the face, and all of a sudden I'm wondering what's going on. And so I got off the road. I, I still I still worked like heck, but I got off the road so that I could be at home and watch the kids grow up a little bit more. And I took a big cut in pay, and and uh, but it's worth it, you know. You you turn around now, and and uh, the memories that you have from their childhood is uh, is worth every every dime that you uh, took to cut in pay. I can assure you of that. Oh yeah, the time I get to spend with my daughter, especially on a little recent trip to Mississippi, where she got to shoot my ten twenty two and was mm-hmm. just shooting it like crazy, and decided that her little single shot was not cutting it anymore, <laughs> and that the ten twenty two was now hers and yeah. no longer mine. It's time. It's time for you to to to, to spend a little bit of money on that young lady. That's yes, just the it, way is. it is. Yeah, that that happens that way. Um, uh, mine. Uh, well, mine are. Mine are all are both grown, and now I've got a granddaughter that's saying, "Well, I'm be 21 in uh, April, and it's time for me to go down and get my Georgia weapons license." So, time does move on. We uh, we're going to take a little break here. I want to remind you one more time: go to georgiacarry.org. Uh, you can sign up there, twenty dollars a year for membership. You can renew if you uh, need to renew. You can find everything that Georgia Carry has ever done. If you have any questions you want to know about Georgia Carry, it's on that website. Um, and you can follow us at Twitter at Georgia Carey. I'm at Got Your Back 64. And you can uh, download the commercial free podcast here at Newstalk1160.com. And we'll be right back. And now, back. To GeorgiaCarry.org radio with GeorgiaCarry.org's executive director, Jerry Henry. Welcome back to GeorgiaCarry.org radio hour. Uh, Jerry Henry, we're here with Buddy Simpson, our uh, Cobb County recruiting coordinator. Uh, and uh, I mentioned earlier that, that Buddy has a, an interesting email address and there's a reason that he has that email address and so i'm going to let him tell you that story right now and uh, uh it should be of interest and we might get a little bit of laugh might get more laughs out of it than he did when he obtained that email address well for those who don't know the email address is bullet 45 at gmail.com and 
kind of an interesting story. Back in February of 2000, uh, long before I met my wife, I had gone, left a Mexican restaurant establishment over in Marietta, which at the time you could not carry firearms and restaurants that served alcohol. Right. So my gun was in the glove box of my truck because I was obeying the law. We left from there and went up to a country western uh, bar, style, dance club in Kennesaw. A lot of people probably know where it's at. Um, went up there, hung out for a while. Well, after an hour or so, I was ready. I've never been much into dancing or anything, so I was ready to go. She wanted to stay, so I just said, well, I'll take a cat. Remember, it was the coldest night of the year. It was like four or five degrees outside. Went in, went call a cab, stood outside for a couple hours, no cab. Went back inside for a little bit, warmed up. Went back out, no cab, after another hour. I said, well, it's 2.30 in the morning. I'm walking back to my truck. And took off on the, about the three-mile walk back down Cobb Parkway to where my truck was at. And I got back to the Mexican restaurant. There was a Waffle House next door at the time. And in that Waffle House parking lot, uh, five teenagers with two stolen guns decided they were going to rob me in the parking lot Mm. for $35 worth of cash. And, excuse me, during that time, I was sitting there on the passenger side of the vehicle, window rolled down, back seat driver's side passengers pointing a handgun at me. Told me once my wallet, gave him the cash. He said, no, I want the whole wallet with a few expletives thrown in. Mm-hmm. And that's when I took off running. Well, the only cover was the Waffle House. So I headed for around the building. And as I rounded the back of the building, I felt what felt like a tetanus shot. And nice little bee sting area caught me right in the right butt cheek. And I just kept running and went to Waffle House, let, you know, said, hey, I've been shot. Somebody called 911. And it was funny because I remember one of the three in the morning, one of the Waffle House queens coming around there with her dirty rag trying to stick it on my (laughs) bloody hip. And I'm like, oh, hang on. These guys are still outside. I'm not sitting down. But it was it was interesting story, Uh, you know. But that was why I was very passionate about Georgia Carey and about HB 89 in 2008, the restaurant Mm -hmm. bill getting passed because that had happened to me and I was determined it was never going to happen to me or anybody else again. Right. Well, there's a lot of people that probably don't remember that in 2008, uh, well, until 2008, after HB 89 was signed and, and went into law, uh, you could not carry your restaurant, your firearm into a restaurant that served alcohol. Not, not you couldn't drink, of course, but you couldn't even carry it into the restaurant, which meant that that Applebee's and and uh, uh, who are some uh, Fridays, Hooters, places like that were off limits just because of the fact that they served alcohol. Um, and we got that changed to where you could carry into that in HB eighty nine, and then. Uh, two years later, with 308, when we did away with the public gathering, then you were allowed to carry it into the bars uh, as well. At that time, you had to have permission. Now you don't have to have permission to carry into the bar. But 
uh, I think a lot of people, you know, they look at us now at, at how good our, our gun laws are, and they are good. But the reason they're good uh, is because of people like you, people like our Georgia Carey members who have gotten behind uh, our our mission and have gone down to the Capitol and have called the governor, have called the their representatives and senators, and said we need these laws changed, and uh, and we've been very successful because of that. Well, you know, even prior to you know HB eighty nine passing, after my I call it the incident where I got shot. Um, you know, I had a Georgia firearms license at the time, mm-hmm. and I carried for a while, but the laws were so convoluted, right, and yet. You never knew where you could carry. Where were you legal? You know what? What is a public gathering? Right. What is all this old mice mouse type on the back? Yep. You know that you have to have a, you know, twelve times magnification magnifying glass to read. What does all this mean? Yep. You know you couldn't understand it without a law degree. Well, that's true, and and an awful lot of people with law degrees can understand it. In fact, I remember, um, I believe it was the uh, sheriff. Uh, Scott Berry up in Oconee County, uh, when they did away with the um, with the public gathering law in uh, SB 308 2010, he made the statement, I don't know who I can arrest and who I can't arrest because I don't know what a public gathering is. It's on the books that I you, you can't carry to a public gathering, but I can't determine what a public gathering is. So when the, the law enforcement says that I, I got a problem <laughs> with this law, you know there's a problem with that law. Yeah, and that's that's one reason after I joined Georgia Carey that I got so passionate about it was, you know, you know, just the the bill had already passed before I joined, but there was something that I had called and called and called before I ever even knew who Georgia Carey was. Yeah, to get Governor Purdue to sign the bill, and it just when I found out how much Georgia Carey had been involved in getting that bill passed it was it was a no-brainer to me it was okay here we go let's you know yeah it's uh, and and that's happened your situation has happened with a lot of people in that they there's been an awful lot of people who were basically um basically uh not involved in in government in any way shape or form whether it was contacting anybody or voting you know a lot of people didn't even vote at that time who have since come back and said, due to georgiacarry.org, they not only vote, they know who their representatives are, who their senators are, and they realize that in order to change things, you have to get involved. If you're not going to, willing to get involved and, and do the work, it's not going to happen. It's not going to change, no matter who you are. And you have to get involved, and that's, you know, you know I've run for state rep. Didn't, not successfully, but... Yeah, but you, know, you, you got but, involved. But got involved and tried to change the system, and uh, actually did pretty well in a showing against a ten-year incumbent. Right. Who, you know, so it was. Well, there's a there's a um, there's a lot of people that that do that. There's a lot of people that that try. Uh, a lot of people, like I said, unfortunately, so many people just sit back and and let let George do it. You know, I I don't have time. Let somebody else do that. And they don't realize that that it, the changes that can be made when they get involved. And uh, like I said, we've had a lot of people that, that have gotten involved and gotten real active 
because of, of our approach to the way things we do. The other thing is, one of the things you just mentioned was the system. Uh, a lot of people don't like the system, but it's the system that we have. And you, everybody wants to change it, or at least a lot of people want to change it. And But that doesn't come overnight. You have to work to get those changes done. And in the meantime, if you want to change any laws, if you want to make things better, you have to learn the system and you have to use that system. If you're not willing to do that, you're not going to make any changes. You're not going to be able to go out there and stand stand on the street corner, jump up and down and say, this is what I want done. You've got to get involved and you've got to work with the people and earn their respect in order to get any changes done. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. And... I've learned I've learned a lot from watching, uh, you know, people like you and Bruce Greenfield, uh, John Monroe, Ed Stone, how, deal with some of these people. But someone I've also learned from my good friend Don Towers, mm-hmm. some of the things he's done just in Cobb County, and he's done it on and, his own, and done it on his own a lot of times by himself. Right. You know, when, when others of us couldn't make it there. Right. And, you know, seeing things like that happen and making changes happen right. or keeping their feet to the fire is what's made Georgia yeah. Carey what it is. Well, I've had a lot of people contact me and say this was wrong. They were doing, you know, a certain county was doing this. And I said, well, why don't you contact your county commissioner? You know, you live in the county. I don't. You know, if you don't get any action, we'll back you up. We'll go along. And they'll write a letter. And next thing you know, they've gotten it changed. And that makes them feel good because they've now taken a part in, in what's going on. So, it's uh, that time again, looks like. Uh, we're going to take a little break here. In the meantime, I want to remind you about georgiacarry.org, our website, uh, where you can find anything that's ever happened to Georgia Carry, any of our lawsuits, etc. cetera. Uh, every piece of paper that we've ever filed is on there. Uh, you can also join. You can renew. Uh, you can uh, ask questions. You can contact us, whatever you want to do. Uh, also, you can get the commercial-free broadcast here at uh, Newstalk1160.com and uh, contact Georgia Carey by Twitter, at Georgia Carey. I'm at Got Your Back 64 and we'll be right back. And now, back to georgiacarry.org radio with georgiacarry.org's executive director, Jerry Henry. Welcome back to georgiacarry.org radio hour. George, uh, Jerry Henry with uh, my guest and good friend, Buddy Simpson. Uh, Buddy, you were responsible too, you, I guess, along with Don, but you were responsible for starting the uh, North Atlanta, Georgia org chapter is that not correct yeah i can i remember i guess it was after the maybe the 2013 2014 georgia carry convention uh one of the members in south georgia had talked to you about a chapter right, right. James rank yeah rank had talked to you about doing one and i think he had done it for a few several months and, I think he was the first one, and we we started his and said, "Have at it." And and he was, and then I remember talking to you on the phone on a Sunday night about something, and you were you brought up, "Hey, maybe I ought to think about starting a chapter up there in Cobb County." Did I do that? Yeah, you did. You did. <laughs> kind of threw that nudge out, no, out there, and 
I said, well, I, you know, I've got somebody in mind that might be willing to help lead the chapter. And at the time, running a business and being the recruiting coordinator and other mm-hmm. obligations I had, I, my first thing was, hey, I'll bring Don into this. Uh, he'll, and then I'll move on out and let Don run it. Well, as it's gone two, two and a half years later, we're both still there, so yes. and I'm enjoying it. We're yeah. having a blast doing it. But. Well, it is fun. There's, there's, we you get to meet with people. One of the things that I said about Georgia Carey a long time ago is, is we're web based, and it, that kind of makes us impersonal. I mean, you know, we send out an email that, that, and the thing about emails, they can be taken any way. You know, you can take them as as being friendly and and open, or you can tell take them as as you know judgmental it's whatever you want to do i mean i've had more arguments over emails that i've written because i've had to go back and say you you couldn't see my face while i was writing that you know you couldn't hear the tone of my voice when i was writing that so uh you have a tendency to be less uh, personal that way and one of the things about the chapters which i believe we've now got about seven chapters uh that gives you an opportunity to get out and get with some of the members and talk about things that that uh, they like or don't like about us or the laws or anything else. So we get a lot of input from from what we need to be, to do. We've still got some things to do here in the, in the state uh, to improve the laws, but uh, we're, we've got a good head start on it. But I remember when you approached us about starting it, I picked Rancorn's brain on what he had been doing since he was the only chapter at the time. And then Don and I took it, said, hey, here's start date. We're going to do it. I think we had, I think we had the board members come and speak at the first meeting. Uh, think, John Monroe did. Yeah, John and Tim Parker. Yep, yep. And I think there was a couple other. You were there. I was there. Y'all didn't let me uh, talk. But <laughs> well, I, the, I, I never held it against you too much. Well, you know the board members. These guys, they don't realize it, but they're rock stars in these things. Oh, and, I know it. They and, don't. And and they, they need they need to realize they that. They have no clue that, how, how how much people look up to them. Because they're just they're just like me and you. They're just walking around doing their job, you know, mm-hmm. and and uh, being who they are, and they don't realize how much people look up to them. But look how much it, I mean. It should tell them. Just look when you go to the convention at the meet the board sessions. The rooms are full. Oh yeah, every yeah. year. Yep. But I can I know with the with the uh, chapters. We've had several as they were getting ready to start new chapters. Uh, South Metro chapter, mm-hmm. um, West by Northwest, mm-hmm. ITP. These guys were coming, excuse me, were coming to our chapter meeting saying, hey, what are you guys doing? We're like, hey, we're just winging we're just, it here. We're just, well, we're to just me, that's, we that's the best way. And that's why we, we stay out. That's why I stay out and let y'all run it kind of like you, you feel best. You know more about people in Cobb County. You know how they think. You know. Uh, who you're dealing with more than I do, and I can't tell you that this is what you need to do. So we want it to be that way, to where it's kind of of your group, their group, but we're all members of the same organization, and and that opens up a lot of discussion, and a lot of thoughts that uh, that we get that really helps us in the in the planning of what we want to do. And I know I know one thing I'm looking forward to this year, and I don't know if you've mentioned it yet, but is the upcoming convention this August. And how much fun we have doing those things every year. Oh, yeah. Especially on the Saturday nights. Yes. <laughs> After it's over with. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we, we do. I, I, we've talked about the convention. Uh, as a matter of fact, I had Tim and Monia Parker in here uh, 
a month or so ago to discuss what was going on with the convention. We've also, for people who uh, might be interested, we've also been meeting on our next convention, uh, planning it. We've got some uh, some pretty big plans. If they uh, pan out, it'll be a different venue. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna have a, try to have a place where you can bring the family and and everybody can. There'll be activities for everybody in the family and not just for the, the gun guys or the gun girls that that are there attending the convention. There'll be other things for the family to do, and uh, it won't cost a whole lot more for the family to do it. It'll, it'll be uh, – and we're, we're planning on having some guests and some good speakers, and, and uh, we'll just have to see how it goes. But right now, we like I say, we've already spent a lot of time trying to figure out what to do for the 10th convention because we figure that's a big one we, that's that's one that we probably thought uh nine years ago we'd never see yeah well i could hey i remember the first one <laughs> I do too. throwing together with the the little gun show out in the the lobby right. because right. it was open to the public with right. security not letting it because right. we didn't know what the public gathering that's thing correct. was that's and, correct we had we had to fight that uh and and we had to let uh, we had to keep people away from from our tables because that would have made it a public gathering, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so, I, yeah, I had forgotten that little tidbit, but that's true. We we went through a lot of things in the beginning that we couldn't do uh, just because of the loss. So, uh, and the first night out there, or the first uh, year out there, we couldn't carry into the bar. And Can now, so yeah. uh, and and we we normally go down and we have a, a little. Uh, uh, libations after the the convention uh libations don't you mean close <laughs> down the bar <laughs> well, that, that too actually probably some people in a hotel wish would close down the lobby afterwards but, <laughs> or the atrium but yeah we 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 enjoy ourselves uh and and you know the funny thing about it we've had our convention this is the ninth one at the waverly here in the, in the galleria and there has not been one incident at the hotel while we were there, either of our members or somebody else. And we've had more comments from people who are from other places that, that they want to know what's going on. And we tell them, oh, well, we can't do that in our state. You know, it, it, in fact, one of the uh, conventions about five years ago, they were having a jewelry convention, I believe, next door. And they were staying at the hotel. And they were amazed that we could carry firearms into the bar. The guy said, man, I carry all kinds of diamonds and money and stuff with me, and I can't protect myself in my state. Well, better bring your diamonds up here, you know. <laughs> what can you say? I remember I remember that, that year. The, and I think it was the next year when they had the uh, – some sort of armed forces thing and right. they were all coming in and right. and all these young military yep. guys and gals coming in there just going wow hey yep. you guys yep. can do this y'all can carry here yep and yeah they were they were all amazed yep. at how how well the things we could do in georgia when a lot of their home states oh, they yeah. couldn't yeah and that, that that didn't come easily that that took a while uh, we're getting ready to close down here. Uh, uh, I certainly thank you, buddy, for being here and uh, and spending the hour with us and letting people get to know you a little bit better uh, and listen to me right along. Um, I want to remind people that uh, next Saturday's program, we will have Liz Lazarus, Lazarus, who is the author of Free of Malice, which is a, a book that uh, – She's from Georgia Tech, and it uh, refers to an incident that happened to her while she was in school here at Georgia Tech. It's um, 
it's a fiction book, but it's uh, based on on her story on what happened, and it's it's a very interesting story. She did an awful lot of uh, of work on it, uh, an awful lot of research to make sure that she was uh, talking about the whether the laws were right or what would have happened if she had done this, et cetera. So she she did a very good job. It's a good book if you haven't read it. Uh, you need to you need to do that. Uh, she'll be here to discuss that book and and how she feels about guns. One of the things that I've tried to do here at the, the on the program is bring in people that are interesting to the community at whole, and not just sit here and talk about whether a forty five better than a nine millimeter or <laughs> it's an AK forty seven better than AR fifteen. I've tried to bring a little bit more uh, interesting t- subjects and, and topics and people into the conversation to allow uh, the community at large to understand that, hey, we've got a lot of people from various walks of law- life who carry firearms and who are, are adamant about the Second Amendment. And it's not just a group of guys that sit here and talk about guns all year long and, and what we can do about the laws. It's it's uh, I try to make it a little bit more interesting, and I think so far we've been able to do that. Uh, getting ready to leave here. I want to thank you one more time for listening. Um, remember, georgiacarry.org, www.georgiacarry.org is our website. Uh, it tells you all you need to know about Georgia Carry, all you want to know about Georgia Carry. Uh, you can download the podcast here at Newstalk1160.com. You can follow Georgia Carry at Georgia Carry. I'm at GotYourBack64. And uh, we will look forward to seeing you next week. We will see you then. Thanks for listening to GeorgiaCarry.org Radio, hosted by Georgia Carry's Executive Director, Jerry Henry. GeorgiaCarry.org is Georgia's no-compromise voice for gun owners. Join us each week for information on protecting your Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms. GeorgiaCarry.org Radio, Saturday mornings at 8 only, on News Talk 1160, the talk of the town.